Hello and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast reported recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We're your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, Natalie, and Stephanie. And a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. So today, um, since we are recording on Martin Luther King Day, we will be talking about service knitting. So now it's time to grab a drink and listen up because we're about to get started. Hi, everybody. How are you guys? Hi. Hello. (laughs) Well, should we start with what's on our needles like we always do? Yeah. Okay. So I have some serious show and tell this week, and I know... We don't post the video recordings, but I want you girls to see everything. And I finished. That is gorgeous. Literally have been knitting on this day and night for like the last two weeks. And it's finally done. I haven't blocked it or woven in the ends. I actually have another garment that I never blocked. Um, because I wasn't ready to wear it. So I'm going to do both of them on my board this week. Um, But right now I'm knitting on a cabled throw just in the meantime. So I can um, figure out, I actually wanted to start a new project the other day and I don't have the right yarn. So I need to order some yarn for it. (laughs) I have all of this fingering worsted and chunky and I need DK for what I want to start um but I do want to share with you ladies uh John has been hassling me to teach him how to knit for like weeks now and I've just been kind of blowing him off um but the other day we had some time and we sat down and I taught him how to cast on and knit and he is knitting a pretty decent scarf Wow. 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 Is loving it. He has to learn how to take breaks though. Um, so my PSA announcement for this podcast episode is every 20 minutes, take a break from your knitting. Because he knit for like hours yesterday and woke up this morning and both of his shoulders were killing him. So do not do that to yourself, everybody. 20 minutes, the 20 yes. minutes break. That is beautiful. That is so yeah, cool. He's doing a great job. So that's what's on my needles this week. Ooh. Cool. All right. Well, on my needles at this very minute, I am knitting on the hat to accompany the snowman book for Everett's birthday. So I'm on hat number one. And when I go downstairs tonight, it is back to Ed's ja- uh, cardigan, which is more like a jacket and the hilltop socks. But since I've seen you last, last Tuesday, I was walking in my neighborhood and my neighbor asked me and he was so sweet he said can I ask you a question I'm like sure and uh I thought he was gonna ask me like where I got my red coat or something like that he said would you be able to knit me a hat I'm like of course and your timing's perfect I'm retired I need things to do (laughs) and he said would you make it in wool I'm like of course that you didn't even have to ask me that so then I, um, I asked him what color. Now that's where I should have stopped. I'm like, why am I asking you the color? I'll just pick the color. And of course, like any man, he said blue or gray. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. Um, how about red? So I knit him a red hat um, and I wanted it done because it's been so cold here and I finished it and I took it to his front door yesterday and gave it to him. And it was like, it was the best because he 
really wanted this hat and it just wow. made me so happy. So that's, that's a done project since I saw you last. All right. Oh, my knitting needles. Guys, I also had a very productive knitting week. We're like on a train this week. Yes. So yeah. I have some show and tell. So first I finished Brianna's Amaliana shawl. This is the yellow portion that I finished. Beautiful. So it's officially done. This is the right side. I was holding the wrong side up. It looks so good. Beautiful. It needs blocking, but I don't have a board, Brianna. So I might come bring it next weekend to your board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so I'm obsessed with this yarn. It's the perennial from um uh Kelborn. Yeah. And I had such a ball knitting with it. It's really great. Um, and then since we were talking about service knitting, I was doing a lot of thinking about service knitting. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way like I can incorporate that into this year. Yeah. Um, so I actually was on Ravelry and I saw the Kelborn Woolens um, hat of the month, which I, I've never done all of them. I've done like one or two. So I was like, it would be really cool to knit all 12 of those. And then at the end of the year, I can like donate them. So I made the January hat out of Ooh. some yarn I had laying around. Oh my and gosh. Let me tell you the skills that they have in these patterns. They're different in every single one because I was just going through and reading some of them, but they are so good to keep yourself up to date on like skills. Cause I haven't done a bobble and I can't even tell you how long, but this was just such a good reminder. So I'm really excited for February to do February. And I have a ton of yarn that like I haven't used. So this is like the perfect way to use that. Yeah. So, That's cute. Now, did you oh, sorry. I was no, like, did no, you see their bulky it? hats that they have now too? They're Germantown bulky. I saw it. Yeah. And I had no chunky or else I would have done that one. It's really pretty. The mm -hmm. January one they just released. Highly recommend. But I just have a ton of worsted. So I'm doing the worsted ones. <laughs> cute. That's that looks so good. good. Natalie too. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. And then because I'm knitless now, I um, cast it on. I actually took out my sweater, like I said I would. Um, I lived up to my word this week. And I started my very own um, I, Strange Brew Fair Isle sweater. So yeah. I'm on my first sleep. And that's what it looks like. Awesome. Like dark charcoal gray. Nice. It's going to be very cute. I hope so. I'm excited about it. Looks like we're... I'm um, holding up to our New Year's resolutions from last week. Um, so I finished Henry's mittens this week. They're off my needles. And now I'm moving on to right now I have a, a baby hat on my needles. Um, and I just knit around and realized I'm twisted. So I'm going back. <laughs> but <sighs> that's okay. That's what I get for not really focusing. So um so it'll be a baby hat, hopefully, by the end of this week. Nice. Perfect. We're moving along, guys. Mm -hmm. On I feel like talking about the projects you wanted to make, too. Like, it got me really excited last week, like, uh, to get things started. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, do you guys want to jump into our topic this week of service knitting? That would be great. Yeah. Yes. So um, there's... A few things I think we're going to chat a little bit about, but um, I guess we can first talk about some of the projects that we've done for service and maybe what some of them were and who got them. I feel like that's probably all of it that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but um, the we've done a lot of service knitting through the shop, but 
the first thing that came to my mind when we were talking about this topic, when I was in college, my friend and I started a service knitting and crochet club at the university. And we actually had a pretty big group of people who we taught how to knit and crochet. And then the whole year, both semesters, all they did was squares. And then at the end of the year or the semester, um, we sewed them together to make blankets to donate to the local animal shelter as like comfy, cozy blankets that they would take home with them as their little like comfort thing. And I thought that was really nice. And it was a good way to just learn how to do something new too. That, that was such a cool program. It's more than a project, a cool program that you started because I believe it goes on to this day, Brianna, if I'm not mistaken, that you started with the, with the knitters and the service at, at your, at your college, which is. So yeah, cool. it still does. I don't know, you know, how, how in depth they do it, but there's definitely a group there um, that meets and, and does knitting and crochet for service. So it's really cool. Yeah. Very cool. So I love the whole service component of our knitting. Um, in fact, I, okay, so we just have to backtrack for a second. I absolutely love the meaning of today, the whole, and you know, just wish that it was every day that we remembered the importance of service um, and making a difference. I, I just find it so positive, so empowering for everybody. Um, and, you know, this, this is probably like going back, like when I worked at Schwab, it was a huge cornerstone of our corporate structure was community service. Um, and then, uh, but it goes back even further than this. And I know I've told you girls this, and maybe if you've listened to our podcast for the last two years, maybe I say this every year, but I love remembering this, especially on today. My dad in 1958, so that was, my dad was, I don't know, in his early thirties, I was not a year old yet. Um, my dad in Cape May was at the barber shop getting a haircut and the barber said to him, Mr. Stewart, I know that you like good preachers. You need to hear this man preach tonight at, um, I forget what they call it, the convention center in Cape May. It was, um, it, you know, I don't know how many people it held. And it was Martin Luther King. My dad sat in an auditorium and heard Martin Luther King speak wow. before, before Dr. King had you know, done his I have a dream speech. And it, it's always been such a powerful thing, as I said to my brother today, when we were talking and he called to say, what have you done today for service? Um, I always say to him, I want you to picture our dad sitting in that auditorium and hearing Dr. King speak. I just think that had to be so amazing. So that's my little like soapbox about service because I think it's so significant. But uh, I think that what we do, and you know, one of the things like we use the word community a lot. It identifies so much. It identifies us as knitters. It identifies us for our interest. And at the end of community, I always want to add the word service. Communities are built on service. That's what brings people together. So um, I was jotting down some things today and one of them, this is a very recent one. The last Small Business Saturday that we celebrated as finally the Knitting Corner, if you will remember, we put outside a collection jar 
for our local food bank, Loaves and Fishes here in Prospect Park. And the amount of money that we received in that donation jar that day was unbelievable. It was over $300. So and that was not even that was knitters that wasn't even the process of knitting but that was knitters being so generous to support our local um, community needs so there's there's one of our most recent ones. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think it's I think knitting is so important too in terms of service I think there's so many ways to to use our knitting to give back um, because knitting is such a big community within itself. Um, but I always, I was actually thinking about this today about growing up at the knitting shop and how that probably helped shape a lot of um, things for, I'm sure Brianna, you feel this way too, but you know, every Friday after school to be going somewhere to do something that is geared towards community service. I mean, that was my life for many, many years, at least like four or five years before we started, you know, helping out and all of that stuff. But I, I just find that it's like kind of instilled in me, like that idea of like, this is so important. Like we have to keep doing it. Um, so I, I was really thinking about that today. And one of my favorite projects of all time, I forget what we were donating them to Kathy. You might remember, but it was like a sampler scarf and every week we would come pick it up and you would take it and we were measuring it based on the tablecloth. So like you had to do two full squares on the tablecloth before you could move on to the next stitch pattern. But I remember vividly, Brianna's mom was there teaching me how to do my first cables and how much I enjoyed that. Um, but that was my favorite of all time because now like cables are like one of my favorite things I've ever learned how to do, so. Oh, I so wish I could remember, you know, that may have gone. So what we did in that Friday afternoon kids knit was amazing. The service that was the penguins. We did lap blankets that we sewed together. That was kind of built off of your program that you were doing at, at college. Brianna. We kind of brought that in to our world. Um, we also did the Santa train. And I think that's where those scarves went. Do you remember yeah. the Santa no. I and think we, yes, that would make sense. We adopted teddy bears and put a hat and scarf on the teddy bear that would fit a child. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah, there's oh, it's amazing. And you know, the um community that our kids meeting on Friday afternoon. Much of what we did in our learning and sharing was service driven and and donated. And you know, this is something I just really think is amazing too. Is our volunteers, the grown-ups, Brianna, your mother was a big um, faithful person. My mother, um, they were all volunteers and that service too. They gave every Friday afternoon to be there at the store to support that program. So it was service, creating service, creating service. It's like the circle of life of the volunteers who help with the teaching, who create this project that benefits the recipient. Yeah, it was amazing. Very cool. I do. I think that's a cool like thought too, like how much passing down a skill can create positive change. Like that is just so unmeasurably huge. Like, you know, I didn't know how to do cables, but look at this cable pad I just made to give to charity. Like, and I'll continue to do that. It just compounds on itself. I think it's a really cool idea. So Sometimes our skills are actually the most valuable things we can give to someone else. It's yeah, true. Yep, it's true. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really cool. I was not around for kids knit. So <laughs> I missed out on all those wonderful memories. Um, I didn't really get into knitting except for what, five years ago at this point, I believe. I have really not got into service knitting yet. Um, it's hard for me to find time to knit to begin with. And I've knitted for a lot of people in my family, not so much giving for others. I do like to give to others. So far, it's just been others within my family. Um, but my favorite memory this past year was with Missy, who stepped up to do our community page for community knitting. And then watching everybody jump on board, it was just really uplifting to see and be a part of. And I'd love to get that into my knitting as I can get back into knitting again as the kids get older. Um, it was just really cool. My, my previous job, not a lot of people know this, was working for the military. And I um, used to coordinate a lot of service things to for care packages to be sent out to our soldiers who were overseas. And um, watching people receive those packages and it's just, it's a really rewarding feeling. And it's, I just, I love to give back to the community, whether you're the coordinator of it, you're the recipient, you're the person doing it. Every part of it is important um, in order for it to work. And I just love witnessing all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So many hands go into getting that thing to a recipient that mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily even think about like, just like your job, Stephanie, that used to do coordinating. I'm sure most people would never think they need somebody to make sure that that package gets there. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, it goes, you know, it, people think it's almost like magic. I think they just, yeah. You know, give hand it over and then it magically reappears somewhere else and um it gets given but there's there's a lot of hands that are touching that donation until it gets to the recipient yeah it's a cool cool process there's there is definitely a lot of hands a lot of hearts um so some monies that were donated for small business saturday this year that we took that was for um the loaves and fishes here i Put it together and I walked in there. I've never, it, it's literally a block from my house and I've not done service there. Um, but I had the opportunity to walk in there and it was unbelievable to see the inner workings of what happens there. Mm -hmm. I've seen the exterior of it. I have seen the people who come there on the specific days of the food distributions. And I've seen those lines and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, how do we help them? and then be able to donate that money, but to actually walk in there and see the inner workings of it and the mass of bringing in the foods and the boxes and the sorting, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I want to go back because it does. It takes a lot of hands, a lot of coordination, a lot of hearts, and then to be able to imagine. So Ed and I did something today, which was really cool. Um, my yoga teacher, who is a knitter, uh, her husband is a minister at a church and she's, you know, very active church in the community and they coordinated a program to collect 1000 breakfast bags today. Wow. And I stumbled upon it. I was so glad that it was there because being really retired, you know, I have some time and I, I'm looking for some opportunities to do some new things. And so it put right there, the list of what we would want to put into each of the breakfast bags. So Ed and I put the list together. We got the items that we needed. And then yesterday, it was something that we did in our homes and we just dropped them off to be safe in this world right now. And it was really fun for Ed and I to set up our own little assembly line. Yeah. And 
take all the pieces and put them together and to, to work side by side um, with the person that you love so much. And it was just really an amazing thing. And then to drop it off today, it, you just like, I just keep trying to visualize the person who receives this. They asked us to put a little note in too. And um, I put a little quote that's very meaningful to me into each of the bags. And um, it, you just imagine that the person who will receive this for that breakfast bag, whatever, whether it be a student at a daycare program mm -hmm. or a senior at a rec center or whatever, just like what the joy will be on their faces too, to receive something that was put together just for them. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Oh, service. Oh, can we just, can we keep talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> What's cool now? So I was actually, um, well, I've, I've noticed this in the past couple of years, but I've never actually um, taken advantage of it until now. But a lot of charities have Amazon wish lists or they have registries at like Target and stuff to make it really easy to donate things um, that are needed. And then their teams coordinate getting those out to the people who need them. But I did donate to one um, in the city. I cannot remember the name of it right now. I'll look it up. But um, it, I just donated a bunch of bed sheets and stuff because it was a really easy thing I did. Like it took me 10 minutes. I went on their Amazon wish list. I looked at the things they needed the most and I added them. Um, and it was nice. Like I got like a little shipping update that they got there. And I was like, this is, this is cool that you can, even in this world where we are scared, to like go out and you know interact and um, it, it's challenging to be as mobile as we were before there's so much you can do from your computer from your house and I just think it's really cool that we have all these resources now yeah, it is it's amazing what technology brings to us um, so that we can participate in safe ways and then you like you said Natalie too you were able to get something that you knew they needed it was mm -hmm. on the list which is super cool too so it's really, really cold here, as we know, in the Philadelphia area. I think it's really, really cold in many places right now. Yeah. Um, so really cold. And um, I was thinking about one of the places, and this is where Missy did a great coordination for us this year, um, Siemens Church Institute, which we have knit and donated the caps and scarves for the last three years, maybe four years. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we knit them a lot in the summertime, great vacation knitting, um, you know, whatever, fill in the gaps of bigger projects, but the donations we've received to donate to them have been amazing. But then when this cold weather hits, now you're going, and this is why we made those hats and scarves. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Oh my gosh. So yeah, the, the, the picturing the, the final recipient getting what they needed. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was just looking to see too. We also had done, do you remember this too? We knit and donated to Children's Hospital. Um, we've done hats for them. We did hearts, the have a heart hats. Mm -hmm. those. I was, just, I was jotting down, it was really fun to revisit. And here's another one, um, which it, it is a community service because it takes the community to do the things we've done um, and the people to participate with us. But I always love to, I just got a note today from the longest day for Alzheimer's, the years that we have had our knitters participate with their time and their energy and their donations. Um, it's been really pretty cool. So, yeah. all right. I think you're right. I think that's, that's the big part of it is, especially when you're knitting something, when you're making something, it's not just the product that you're giving, it's the time that you're giving, it's the love that you're giving behind 
that um, any kind of service that you can give to anybody is always appreciated. But I always think um, when we would gather up all those hats and scarves and that the people who would receive them would think, wow, somebody spent time making this for me. They didn't know who I was. They don't know who I am. They have nothing to like nothing. They just wanted out of the goodness of their heart to make something to keep me warm. And I just think that's such a loving feeling to spread. It is. And it, it's just the, the, and the visualization as you're doing it and thinking about that person who will receive this, you know, Seaman Church Institute, it's somebody who's probably on a ship along the um, river here right now. Can you imagine what that feels like to put on that hat and that scarf and go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is, it's really interesting to think about the final recipients. And there was another thought that came into my head. It'll come up. Oh, being retired. I guess this is the retired brain now. <laughs> being retired. I guess I'll just, I'll just mention that at least 10 times every podcast from now till next week, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, um, I think that the service knitting, like being knitters and and the service, what can we do to share our talent with others that is meaningful? Um, I find that from this side of the table now, it's really nice to know that what somebody needs what I can do. Somebody needs that scarf, somebody needs that hat. Um, So I think that that's service knitting is so gratifying to the the maker as well, especially maybe as you are getting older and you have a little, you have more time and maybe you don't have as many people to knit for anymore. And it's just really neat to go, I can knit for service because they need what I do. And it's a great feeling. No boring, no boring retired people around here. If you're bored, let me know. (laughs) Better be knitting. Seriously, there's so many good lists. Like I was looking up even online, like places that are looking for knitted donations. They're so good about updating, like what they actually need at any given moment. Like what's the most useful product you could give them. There's just so many really great organizations out there and people who have compiled lists of them. So if you're ever looking for something, it's really easy to find. And they're all, there's so many different things that you can do, like from, you know, baby clothes to like adult um, garments to like stuffed animals for kids. Like there's a lot of different organizations that are looking for very different products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool. There's, so in my, um, the yoga class that I do, there is, there's several people who do knit as well. And our yoga instructor is also a knitter, but there is a woman of, of, who was a member of the church that I do the yoga program with on Zoom. And she has knit, and maybe other people in their church have as well. They've knit little squares. Um, she was showing it to us one day, little squares, maybe about three to four inches square. Some of them are just simple knitting. Some of them have maybe a little pattern in it, whatever, whatever spoke to her. And they are prayer squares and they are kept in a basket. And when you enter the sanctuary, you are welcome to help yourself and hold that in your hand for comfort and take it with you if you would like, you know, hold it with you, um, which I think is really cool. So it can be something little too that just, yeah, I can whip up some of these and put them in a basket and somebody's going to hold on to that and, and find the meaning of um, calm and prayer and peace. So anyway, that's such a great idea. It is. It's really cool. All right. Well, right. Do we have any other comments on our topic today? We've talked about a lot. Yeah, we love service. Yeah, (laughs) 
All right. Well, if you um, like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Cannot talk today. Um, And subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so more people can find us. And hopefully you finished your drink by now because it's time for us to find off. Thanks for listening.